Jeff Lagerman, Kevin Faber, and Kirk Waltz. Good morning and welcome to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. And I'm Jeff Lagerman, back yeah. from uh, from you know taking a break last week yeah. to get my hunter safety stuff. And and, I, and Kirk, good morning, Kirk Waltz. Good morning, Kevin Fellas. Faber. Good morning. Good morning. More missed you guys last week. I I was actually uh, enjoying the few minutes that I had to listen to your guest last week, Matt Stutzman. Yeah. Uh, Man, what a great personality he's got. He he was he was fantastic. I mean, he really was. It, it was interesting because I had um, a phone call off the air because right. Matt was talking about making a DVD, mm-hmm. and he was talking about and, and just let folks know he Matt has no arms. Well, okay. he was born with no arms. He's born with no arms. Right. He's an uh, inspirational person right. because he was born with no arms, and he's an archer. Right. Well, huh? anyway, how does that the, work? This this phone call off the air was was a good friend of mine, and he goes, you know, I just turned the radio show on, and I hear this guy talking about making a DVD about pumping gas. Right. And he's going, well, how lame is that? And then he's like, and then you said the guy has no arms, and he's like, dude, I got to buy that DVD. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, you think about a guy that takes a disability like that to a, a whole new level. Yeah. And learns how to to overcome that disability, Kurt, and try to be normal. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, listen, he he has no uh, like his car. He drives a truck, and 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 it's normal. No, he has nothing on it. And it's any different. And we ask him like, dude, what what did what what was the face of the driver education person like when you went in to get your license <laughs> and you had no arms? And it was the funniest story. It took yeah. him, it took him two years. To, to get, get his, his license. license. Yeah, he actually had to hire a lawyer because they said, no, you, you can't do this. Wow. Uh, and it took him to, he, he was 18 until he got his license. But That's he, awesome. He, he drives, he drives a truck around. He was going to South Dakota on a bow hunt, driving down the road, talking us on the phone. On the phone. Yeah. Hopefully he has a hands-free device. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he'd get a kick out of this. I mean, his personality just be, seems yeah. so Great. Oh, I mean, it's, his, the first thing that comes out of his mouth cool is, it, is, yeah. is something joking about the fact that he, you know. He said, he said, it's so cold up here, I can't feel my arms. Yeah, yeah. that's the first thing he says. <laughs> yeah. I just, I mean, I thought, holy cow, you know, man, what a great outlook on life. Yeah. Oh, you know? he, he was very, very inspirational. You know, yeah, I, very. I, I got to give uh, Chris, our producer, yeah. all the credit in the world. Chris, great job yeah. for, for finding out about this young man. We Matt. need to stay in touch with him. Absolutely. Yeah, we need I'd, to stay in touch with him. I'd love to, to have him on again because uh, I'd like to ask some questions myself. You know, yeah. that was obviously not here. Uh, and I couldn't listen to a whole lot of it because I had to get into this class. But, I mean, from what I heard, I mean, wow. Yeah. I mean, if you can't learn something from Matt Stutzman – you you got no help. Yeah, I mean, I mean there's it, no chance for you folks. It, it, there's none. And Kirk, it was it was interesting because he was talking about, you know, guys that get their thumbs hurt at work and collect workman's comp, and I mean, he was just so against that. You right. know, he he was just like, dude, look, you know, he, you know what he was? 
You know what he was before he started basically professional bow shooting? You know what he did for a living? No, uh uh-uh. <laughs> Take a wild guess. What would a guy do with no arms? Carpenter. Oh, that's pretty close. How about a mechanic? He's a mechanic? Yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> that's incredible. I mean, so, you know. Well, it, you it, know, that's kind of cool. I mean, th- you know, thinking about what we... And what we take for granted, you know, we're yeah. all sitting in here. We're all pretty normal, except for some, you know, we're all using reading glasses. Well, Big Bill, you're not yeah. normal. We know that. It, but it, anyway, it's just the fact that, you know, occasionally, like you and I getting out of the trucks this morning, we're like, oh, man, we've been, you know, on the ocean all week long. Our yeah. backs are killing us. And it's like, you got nothing to whine about. No, absolutely no. nothing you know? to whine about. No, I mean, guys, an inspiration, nothing. you know, yeah. and, and we'd work with the Wounded Warrior Project a lot. That's right. Other disability programs. And it's, it is an inspiration for people out there. Look. You can become more, but you've got to put in the time and the effort. I mean, look at the guy. He's driving. He's talking to us on the cell phone. He shot 14 <laughs> deer last year with his bow. Wow. With his feet. With his feet. With his yeah, feet. And that, that's, uh, to me, one of the first things that I had to do after, after listening to him for mm-hmm. a little bit on the radio was to go and see how he shoots mm-hmm. yeah. with no arms. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, because, I mean, my first thought is, well, Okay, he holds the bow with maybe a, a foot. Mm-hmm. Does he draw with the other foot? If he does, holy cow, he must be so incredibly strong with that other leg, but that's not how he does no, it. No, it's not. It's all dexterity. It, he uses his right foot as his uh, on the riser. That right. holds the bow, and right. then I guess the rest of it is in his mouth. No, it's it's actually... Or the, shoulder. It's shoulder, yeah. Attached to his shoulder, it's and then I would have to think that the release is mouth-related. It is. It's, it's, it's jawbone. Okay. Yeah. Unbelievable. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah, he was in a shoot, uh, I believe a couple weeks ago, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, with with like 3,000 people, 3,000 shooters, and came in 33rd. Wow. Incredible. Wow, that's strong. Yeah, that's unreal, isn't it? Yeah, and he's got some big-time sponsors. Oh, yes, he does. Yeah, he's yes, he uh, does. he's got some great sponsors. But anyway, uh, great job, Chris, for yep. for getting Matt and uh, what a great guest. And definitely, we got to have him on again. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, he needs to be like a regular dude. He's yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, with personality like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's he's gonna be regular all day long. Yep. All well, right. So this this week's topic, uh, you know, last week I had to do my hunter safety class mm-hmm. so that I could go to Missouri. Mm-hmm. And turkey hunting, turkey hunting, turkey hunting. And, and visiting. You know, got, yeah, yeah. Got a friend of ours that moved out there, and uh, pretty close to Chillicothe, Missouri, which is uh, northeast of Kansas City. And I've never really been to that part of the of the, I guess you could say, country. Right. But I mean, I've been there because you know I played football. Mm-hmm. You know, I broadcast football. Been to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Right. But typically, when I when we travel for football. You don't see anything, right? But the city, right? You know, yeah. You're flying from the airport to the city, and that's it. But Jeff, for for years, Missouri has been like the number one state population of turkeys, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. It's been right there with Texas. It's like Texas and Missouri are are one and two, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like really very high. Yeah, yeah, very very high. high. Mm -hmm. And so it was great to get a chance to see Missouri and and gorgeous. I mean, gorgeous. you know where where I was, you right? Know, northeast of Kansas City. I mean, rolling farm ground, cool woods breaking it up. You know, certain parts of the Midwest you can go and you can see a cornfield, and it's the center pivot, and then the radius of the pivot is a half a mile. Right. To me, that's it's pretty, mm-hmm. but it's not 
heaven. Mm-hmm. Heaven is, is is farmland that's, you know, here's a eight-acre field, here's a 20-acre field, and there's wood lines between everything, breaking it all up. That's, that's edge habitat. He's, that's, right. he's deer hunting is what he is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I don't blame you. I, mm-hmm. I do the same thing. That's the habitat yeah. that deer and turkeys love. Mm-hmm. Right. Broken farm ground. Right. Missouri has got it, and holy cow, the deer everywhere, everywhere. And if, and so get to Missouri, and uh, the first thing you got to do, you got to go to Walmart. Mm-hmm. You know, get any kind of supplies, and, and oh, I had to yeah. get my hunt license, and mm-hmm. had to show my ID card. Yeah, your your hunter education yeah. card. Yeah. Got, my, got my ID card, and, and the guy asked for it. I said, you know, was there any chance that I could get a license without having one of these? He said, no. So, yeah, and I'm just curious, how much was the license? You buy a three day license? No, it, you had to buy non resident license. I think it was a hundred and hundred eighty, hundred ninety, hundred ninety dollars. Yes. And uh, you know, I mean, it's kind of pricey. Yes. Yeah. I'll give you an example hunt. or a comparison. Nebraska, uh, you can go to Nebraska and you buy a habitat stamp, and then you buy one turkey permit. I think it's eighty five dollars. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You can get three permits in Nebraska. Right. So if you want to use all three permits, it's going to cost you, you know, two hundred and fifty-five dollars. Right. In Missouri, it was one hundred ninety-two birds. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and so here's a couple things that I learned in Missouri. Got to read the regs. Number four shot. Can't 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 go to number fives. Can't exceed. Can't go four. to number sixes. Really. And I'm oh. going. What difference is that? Why? Make? Yeah. I mean, I can understand a state wanting to control shot and that you don't want somebody out there uh, turkey hunting with skeet load. Right. But holy cow, my son killed his first gobbler this year with uh, uh, high brass number sixes in a 20 gauge. Yeah, well, personally, I shoot number sixes. That's what, that's what that, I shoot. That's what I shoot. I mean, yeah. I think it's I a shoot, much better turkey load. I shoot heavy shot. Yep. yep. Number what, sixes. Same Same. Three, in, I'm in shooting packs, three, you're shooting three and a half. Packs a wallop. Yeah. I'm shooting three and a half, same thing. Yeah. yeah. Number sixes. And, Heavy and shot. Missouri, fours. What is that fours, all about? Fours. Uh, I'm kind of, kind of surprised at that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Fours, twos, uh, you know, I don't get that. Yeah. So, and then the other thing that I learned is that by reading the regs of Missouri is the first week of turkey season, okay? Which uh, Is that when you were there? That's when I was there. Okay. Now, Missouri is above Arkansas? That's correct. Okay. Because you actually have the the, uh, the Ozarks. Right. Northern Arkansas, southern Missouri. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So so it butts up kind of like five points. Tennessee, uh, Alabama, Illinois, Indiana, right in that little corner like that? I think so. Yeah. I don't have my map. Yeah. Do, I'm big, cheating. Big Bill, do I, can you get my, my globe? I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> big Bill looks at me yeah. like, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, he, he, deer yeah. in the headlights look for sure. Yeah. Right, so, so the other thing that, that you had to realize, too, is, is learning the regs. They make you affix a stamp to your gun, okay, uh-huh. that says be safe, hunter. A stamp? Yeah, it's like, like a sticker. Sticker stamp. Yellow. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I've got a gun, Mossy Oak Obsession, dipped. Uh-huh. Dipped it myself. Went to Mossy Oaks headquarters. Dipped it myself. Do you, you think I really wanted to put a sticker? I was going to say yeah. you really want to put a sticker on, on your on gun. On the finish that I worked so hard to do. Yeah. No, I didn't want to do that. Right. Vaseline. Okay. We had to <clears throat> find another way to do that. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
And the other thing about Missouri that I did not know, but, you know, I'm reading the rule book. I'm going to play by the rules. Hunt turkeys till 1 o'clock. That's it. 1 o'clock. Wow. Well, yeah, see, we're so used to hunting them all day. Uh, yeah, yeah. If if you want, go out in the afternoon and spend your time. Here's so the you other can't, thing. So you can't roost a turkey in the afternoon? You can roost them. Yeah, you just but can't But you ain't hunting them. Yeah, you can't okay. take a gun. Okay. At 1 o'clock, there's no more guns in the woods. Wow. And, mm. and boy, they can... You got them out there in their field, and they're just, oh, gah, yeah. And you're going, can't hunt them? I can't hunt them. <laughs> I can't hunt Brutal. them. Brutal. And the other thing is, is uh, first week, the opening week of Missouri, one turkey. Okay? Mm-hmm. Even if you have a tag for two. Doesn't matter. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. Residents, non-residents, one turkey the first week. So if you're planning on making a trip to Missouri, traveling, Okay, to one of the turkey meccas. Make it the second week. Okay. And read the regs. Because you have in read regs. But you always got to do that. Yeah, that's true. But the second week of turkey season, you're allowed to take two. First week, one. Hmm. The second week, if you didn't kill any the first week, you can kill two. You can fill your both tags in in week two. Okay. So if you're for for a non resident traveling to Missouri, go the second week of their season. Yeah, because you can only kill one bird. That's right. Yeah, huh. one bird the first week. You think you think the game officers are sitting there in their trucks and they're going, "What? Who passed this law? <laughs> what? Who? What are they thinking over there? I got to go over and tell this guy he can only only do this once this week. What? Well, what week is it? I mean, that's got to be odd for them too. Well, it. it I'm sure it is. I'm sure I, it is because of some of the, some of the, you know. Hey, not all laws make sense, but one thing is for certain. You follow them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, amen. Yeah. I, okay. I, I'm, I'm with you. Black you know, and white. That's the way it should be. They're, they're not all the smartest. They're not all the best. But yep. but we follow them. Yep. And uh, certainly on, on, on this show, the Hunt Life Outdoor Show, we're going right. to follow them. That's mm-hmm. right. And folks, uh, as you know, the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. And just, hey, real quick, want to welcome in a couple new affiliates. Yeah. Good affiliates. KASR in Little Rock, Arkansas. Kirk, you were talking about Arkansas. That's right. And KEYS in Corpus Christi, Christi Texas. Thanks for making the Hunt Life Outdoor Show part of your lineup. We're in Texas. Like it. We're in Texas. Yeah. And we'll be back with more right after this. You can tell a lot about a person just by looking at them. What they wear speaks volumes as to who they are and where they stand on a number of things, from their favorite team or the place they like to eat to what they really believe in. I'm Major Harding, president of Hunt Life. When you see someone wearing a Hunt Life shirt or hat, you'll know some things about them right away. You'll know they're passionate about the outdoors. You'll know they invest time and energy and funds into preserving and protecting wildlife because they care about it. You'll know that they enjoy sharing the hunting experience with everyone they can. And you'll know that, for them, hunting isn't a hobby. It's a way of life. If you're a hunter, it's time you told the world what kind of person you are. Visit HuntLife.com and browse the hunt shop for hats and shirts and decals and more and while you're there become a member it's fast easy and absolutely free and you'll connect with a world of people who share your feelings about hunting take aim with hunt life america's number one camo pattern just got better all new breakup infinity from mossy oak six layers of detail give it great depth of field 12 years of research give it unequal, effective design. Together, they break up Hunter's outline like never before. 
Check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Break up infinity for Mossy Oak. It's not a passion, it's an obsession. There was the explosion, and I remember just opening my eyes, and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery, and what's going to happen next? The Wounded Warrior Project said, look, brother, everything's going to be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them. To learn more, call 1-877-832-6997 or visit woundedwarriorproject.org. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Hey, Hunt Life is giving away more stuff on Facebook again, and uh, it's the uh, Send a Friend Contest, and it's getting ready to wrap up. So send your friends to the Hunt Life page as soon as you can when they like us and post that you sent them. You're automatically registered for $100 in Hunt Life cash, $50 for them, 50 for you. The more friends you send, the better chance you have to win. And then also, uh, Big Bill, you kind of had a little uh, – Big Bill, folks, is uh, our guru, uh-huh. uh, Internet guru, technical guru, does all things for us because we are – outdoorsmen and we're handicapped when it comes to uh technology yes. things all, all things technology. all things technology we're uh, you did some things this week to where the hunt life community page i want to let people know about this that it kind of incorporated with facebook to where you don't have to multiple post things on facebook and in the hunt life community uh can you tell people real quick exactly what the hunt life community home is all about you uh the hunt life community is essentially it's a facebook for hunters it's, it's an area where you can go and you can feel safe to join a hunting community. You can tell your hunting stories. You can post your hunting pictures. You can blog. You can blog. You can post videos. And you can, and the cool thing is that you showed me this week and I, I you showed me, which means I didn't learn it. <laughs> it means I saw it that, that you can share this stuff from the Hunt Life community with your Facebook page with the click. Yeah, just one click. And then I also actually just very late last night finally finished. Once you uh, are signed into your Facebook, you can go over to the community, hit log in. It'll pull all your credentials from Facebook and log you into the Hunt Life community. How about that? Wow. I mean, uh, that so boy. It's not a not good a job, process. Bill. It's a very nice job, Bill. Thank you. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, eventually being the blogger. Uh, I'm getting tutorials right now, folks, so trust me. Kevin, you, <laughs> I don't know if you'll ever do it. Oh, here <laughs> <I will. laughs> Kirk, Kirk is still working on it. Me and Kirk yeah. are in the same boat. We're willing. Yeah, but we just we got to get the education, but we will. All right, back to uh, Missouri, folks. Uh, I hunted with my good friend and and all of our good friends, mm-hmm. Ron Gibson, who who uh, we hung out with for years here, where we're at now, and now he's uh, he's running a farm out in Missouri. And uh, a couple years ago, he was hired, and and this land was uh, pretty raw. And Ron has done, folks, an absolutely beautiful job on making this place uh, just a game paradise and also a farmer's paradise. Mm-hmm. Place is gorgeous. I mean, absolutely gorgeous. And got corn and soybean fields. You know, like I said, a lot of broken wood lots, lots of character to this property. And uh, we were able to hunt River Bottom. Mm-hmm. And you know what River Bottom has? You know, it's got lots of turkeys. And we had and deer. Y- oh, <laughs> oh, sheds. Oh, Did you find oh, the oh, oh. <laughs> Sweet. In this particular area, to give you an idea on the deer, and I know we're talking turkeys, but uh, a couple years prior to Ron moving out there to run this particular farm, uh, somebody had shot a 192-inch buck off of this property. Whew. 
Nice. And uh, uh, Ron had a beautiful archery kill this past year, you know, 140s. Yeah. Uh, a couple other bucks in the 150, 160 range. I mean, so beautiful deer, mm. lots of deer, lots of turkeys. Uh, got a lot of character. Got pheasant. Uh, so every now and then you hear that cat, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that you hear, you know, when you go and hunt, you know, yep. Nebraska this yep. time of year, which when we go out there, you know, in a week or so, you hear that just constantly. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so I got a chance to see Ron. We call him Boo. It's his nickname. Uh, his wife, Jody, and his three kids, Sam, Tyler, and Kate, uh, wonderful kids. And uh, to give you an idea how kind of isolated this is, you know, they have one school in the county, and uh, it's K through 12. Yeah. Nice. You know, and school bus comes by, and it's like, hey, you know, you're talking to the school bus driver, and, you know, very, very tight-knit community, uh, church-based. Yeah, you really it's do. wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. And, uh, boy, we had some great hunts. I mean, it was me and Ron and, and one of the farmhands, Brian, first morning, all three of us stacked up underneath the cedar tree, and, boy, did they gobble. Mm. Oh, nice. And we actually watched. What was the weather? Uh, it was pretty much overcast all week. You know, had some storms roll through the Midwest there. Right. And so we had overcast on the first day, uh, some rain on the second day, and overcast on the third day. So it's not perfect turkey hunting weather. And I was kind of concerned would they gobble. But, I mean, it's the Midwest. Right. Just like you say, Kevin, when the wind blows for deer season, the deer are used to it. Yep. They like it. You know, so. So it was windy, too? Second day was windy. And, and just first day with uh, three of us stacked under a cedar tree we actually watched three gobblers fly down out of the roost to a, a pasture on the river bottom nice and just you know they were on their way and then the hens started up and then they went back to the hens you know halfway to us yeah you know and then the hens fly down you know a couple hundred yards away and then they turn around and go back to them now these are easterns easterns yeah okay. missouri's got easterns I at got least you. in this particular part of the country right and had two that we heard on the left, couldn't see them fly down it, and and we had one of them just on a string, and I was just soft calling with my David Halloran, mm-hmm. okay, and I was using my anodized aluminum one, mm-hmm. and boy, the hens liked it. We had five hens around us, first thing. Nice. And then we had uh, them kind of drift off over to the direction of the other three, and then we had two more coming in and dragging a giant long beard mm. in. And I'm... We got one big cedar tree, Ron's pointing in one direction, Brian's one direction, and I'm back door mm-hmm. calling, you know, I don't need to shoot turkeys anymore. You know, I want to call. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of looking over my shoulder and seeing this gobbler come in from 85 yards away, and we just get him on a string, and he's 25 yards right behind the hens, and I'm going, would somebody shoot? Would somebody shoot? Right. Yeah, please. Somebody shoot now. Ron had changed positions to point in the direction of the three that were coming in mm-hmm. and had a branch in his way. He didn't know the other one was coming in. Brian was thinking Ron was going to shoot this turkey. Mm. And so he thought, he thought, he thought, he thought. Anyway, right. and I turned Brian's in, in there. Brian said, Ron, shoot. And when Ron didn't shoot, Brian kind of panicked. I don't want to say panicked. Got a little excited. His gun was laying in his lap. Oh, I was pointing left on oh, his knee. Oh. Turkey is straight ahead right. Right. And he tried to be John Wayne, uh, which means quick draw McGraw. Nope. You know, we don't have a, a little pop-up blind sure. in front of them two. And we had two of them. Mm-hmm. Busted. <laughs> you don't John Wayne turkeys, folks. Yep. No, you, you can't. can't quick draw them. No, they're okay? like roadrunners. Doesn't work. No. You know, and what happens? <laughs> he throws the gun to the right. They take so off. It's Boom, amazing miss. how fast we shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's amazing how fast they are. And later that day, we got on another turkey, 
and he tried the same thing again. Did he really? Yep. Twice in one day? Yep. Same day. <laughs> same day. And you just can't do that to turkeys. And that's why kind of part of the <laughs> notation of the, to sell of the theme for today is things that you need to have turkey hunting. Mm-hmm. And you guys know what I carry in my turkey vest. There's yep. three things that outside of turkey calls and mossy oak camo and all that that I think are critical to a turkey hunt. Number one is is a little stake blind because you can pop it up in front of you. Yep. It folds up nicely, goes in any kind of ground, hard or soft, mm-hmm. yep. and it covers your hands so you can work your calls. Right. And you can move the gun underneath of that fence to get it on a turkey if you need to. That's right. Number two is is a set of shooting sticks. Amen. You got me hooked on them bad boys. I let you borrow mine, the first turkey you ever shot. And I've never hunted without one. I, use a, I think they're stony points or something. Yep. And they're the short ones. You got to get the short ones so that the collapse. Height, yeah, they collapse and the height and they can fit in the back of your turkey vest. That's it. And they're not necessarily stony points. You can buy the Primo shooting sticks, mm-hmm. whatever you want. It's got to be a bipod. Yep. Because what I do is I put the forearm of the gun on the rubber top, mm-hmm. and then it actually has a rubber strap to come over it if you want it. But those things last a couple weeks, and then they fall off or they break. And then I tuck the butt of the gun into my vest oh. around the straps or the shirt. I don't have to hold it. It's up. Mm-hmm. If I have a turkey that's gobbling in this direction, my gun is up and pointing at him. All I have to do is to raise my right hand up to the pistol grip. So I have a pistol grip turkey gun. Yep. I and, and, you know, and I feel the same way. I mean, it gives you the opportunity to move less plus... You can have something, you can have that, that slate in your left hand hands free. and not have to worry about holding that gun steady. Hands You free. know, I usually put mine, even on a rocky spot where you pull out that last peg to insert it in the ground, you can lean it up against your right or left knee and it's up. It's already up. And, and, and like Jeff says, you can, you can drop that peg with your right hand and slip that, that, that right hand up onto the, the grip. And just hit that safety, and you got it. Snug it up against your your shoulder, and you're yep. ready to rock and roll. Shooting sticks to me are, are are two are shooting sticks and a little, and I'm talking a pop up fence blind, not mm-hmm. a blind. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're talking about blind. a little 18 inch pop up. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's probably you know a two feet high. 24, 18. They fold yeah. in half, so when you get them in the back of your vest, they're you know, they're probably what's that? How long is that? 18 inches yeah. long. Yep. You know, so I think they can be 30, 36 inches high once they you get them all put together. And then the other thing is, which in Nebraska is critical for me, is a pair of clippers. Yeah. Yeah, me too. That's funny. I always carry a pair of clippers. And clippers I'm talking go like, over there. You, know, you, you know, the wife wants to go trim that, roses in the I, flower garden clippers. The small ones. Yep. So you can take. I have my wife's clippers in, in, in my backpack. Yep. Yeah, She's you like, cut, where are my good red clippers? Well, well, where where are we hunting? You know, down here in, in, in you know, South Georgia, Georgia, Southeast, is that, that you can go over those palm fronds and go clip, 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 clip. fronds? Oh, they're dynamite. Yep. Cedar bushes. Yep. yep. And you can make quiet altercations, trim shooting lanes, mm-hmm. trim hides. Ground blind. And make blinds. Mm-hmm. Yep. You take that little pop-up fence blind and you can drape stuff over it, lean stuff against it so it doesn't flap in the wind. That's the other thing that I'll get to after the break here. Uh, because that is critical. And, folks, you're listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show with me, Jeff Logman, Kevin Favor, Kirk Waltz, and our guru, Mr. Tech, Big Bill, also here as well. We'll be right back. As a hunter, we all know that perfect morning. 
You wake up early before the sun, you have a cup of coffee, grab some snacks, and start towards your stand. You have waited for this morning all year. The wind's perfect, the temperature's just right, and the bucks are in full rut. You sit in the dark, straining your ears for any little noise. The sun finally starts to filter through the trees, then it happens. A doe comes by you on a fast trot. You immediately clip your release to your bow because you know he is coming. You hear a loud grunt and see antlers. It's a buck, a big buck. You stand up trying not to concentrate on the antlers. Your hands are shaking. You can't control the trembling in your knees. You draw the bow back praying the buck continues down the trail. But as big bucks do, he turns. Your heart sinks. You have a decent shot, but not one you're comfortable with. You decide to let him go. Even though you're disappointed, you can't help but think just how cool that was. The folks at Hunt Life, they know how you feel. That's why they started Hunt Life, so we can share our outdoor experiences with each other. If you know this feeling, visit HuntLife.com, because Hunt Life knows it's all about the outdoor experience. Since the first days at Mossy Oak, we've been about getting close to critters. That's what drove us to create Original Breakup more than 12 years ago. Today we're doing it again with all-new Breakup Infinity. Six layers of detail give it great depth of feel. Twelve years of research give it unequaled, effective design. Hey, check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, America's number one camel pattern, just got better. The first time that we saw combat as a unit, it was more surreal than anything. You're under fire, you're getting blown up. There's definitely adrenaline. There was the explosion, and I remember just opening my eyes, and it got both of my legs. I had surgery after surgery, and I was on a lot of pain medicine. What's going to happen next, and how long am I going to be here? The Wounded Warrior Project dropped off a backpack for me, and it had everything in there that I could possibly have needed at that time. Peer visitors, people who have been where I had been before, said, look, brother, everything's going to be okay. Three months from now, four months from now, a year from now, you'll be fine. That type of thing is an invaluable service. To be honest, I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them. To learn more, call 1-877-832-6997 or visit woundedwarriorproject.org. I've been a member of the Federation for 18 years. The Federation stands for good stewardship of the resources and preserving our hunting heritage through those efforts, I want my kids to be able to enjoy the same privilege that I have. My father joined the Federation for me, and I've done the same for my children. Jakes, women in the outdoors, and wheeling sportsmen, they want to be the best conservation organization in the world. Back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. And be sure to hub, visit HuntLifeOutdoorShow.com to find out who's coming up next on the show and what we'll be talking about. You can listen to the previous shows via the podcast, get a little background on us, and join the Hunt Life online community and share with everyone else that's really living the hunt life. It's our website, HuntLifeOutdoorShow.com. And uh, talking about Missouri and, and critical needs, of we're three most important things besides all your turkey calls and all that. Right. And, you know, this was pretty cool in that when I went out to Missouri, Ron, Mm-hmm. Is, is not much of a turkey hunter. He just hasn't done it. Right. He's an accomplished archer. Yes. Boy, can he shoot a bow. And, uh, and he, but he's never really gotten in a turkey hunt. And so he was kind of saying, hey, I want to just mean you, and then you can kind of show me how you do things. And I'm not a phenomenal turkey hunter, but I'm pretty good, mm-hmm. you know. And 
so I, it was fun kind of teaching him, you know, and, and teaching him also kind of brought some things to light to me of what's important about turkey hunting. And those three things that are in my turkey vest, I think, are critical. Shooting sticks, a fence, pop-up fence for to provide cover because you don't always have cover, and a pair of uh, garden shears. What about right. bugs? Didn't have bugs out there. No, no. No, heck, I think in the mornings it was 40. Right. One okay. day the high was 46. I can't imagine, though, not hunting with that thermosel. Well, Having it, just in case. You know, there's there's no question that... One th- for those that don't know, thermosel, uh, holy cow, I mean, we've used it in the southeast for a while. It repels mosquitoes and gnats. And uh, friends of mine that, that turkey hunt in Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, Minnesota's got mosquitoes out the yin yang, <laughs> uh, and they love it. They, I mean, they, yep. they they've now kind of gotten on that bandwagon. For us in the southeast, it's critical. You got to have a thermosel to keep the bugs away. Otherwise, you can't sit still. Yeah, I will it, tell you this: so when I ship my box, fresh box of thermosels home, when I got home, the TSA had removed all the all the butane cartridges. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes, sir. They were all gone. They didn't like them. They left the shells in there. You know, my three and a half inch. You know, heavy shots, but uh, thermosels, kaputs. Those things are expensive, too. You're telling me. Yeah. <laughs> it was a six-pack. Oh, you kaputs. took your... Oh. You know, but, yep. but you're right. I, you yeah. know, those are essentials. Yeah, those three things, I think, are, are critical. And, you know, from, I, from... I got a tip, too, not to cut you Go off. Go ahead. That, that's really cheap, and a lot of times you'll find them. I found mine at Academy, and there's academies all over the country. Academy Sports. Academy Sports. Sports is the uh, umbrella that you use for your climbing stands. Mm-hmm. You can buy those. They're, they're like 7 to $10, and those make great pop-up blinds because they, they're only a half of, a so half you put of it an in, umbrella. So you, they, so you put it in front of you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, in front of you. That, that, that's a great tip. And it's incredibly light. I mean, you can throw it in your turkey vest. I got one. I just throw it in my turkey vest, and, and whenever I need it, I just lay it out. And uh, I, I've got one. And I actually was going to bring that this year when when I ha- when called in first turkey for my son that he got. Uh, Suter gave it to me, Bruce Suter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it was too high. Yeah, couldn't shoot over the top right, of the right, one that right, I had. Right, right. You know, so uh, that one didn't work out. But uh, those three things I think are critical. I mean, uh, a pair of clips, a pair of uh, shooting sticks, mm-hmm. and you know the shooting sticks are not cheap. I mean, they're all come down in price now because more people are making them now, and so you can get them cheaper now. Right. But if you don't have a pair of shooting sticks, for years, you know what I hunted with was two wooden dowels. Mm-hmm. Well. And take two wooden dowels and take a, uh, a shoestring, leather shoestring, a regular shoestring, and wrap it around it a couple of times and tie knot. Yep. And and you even took mine and duct taped them with camo duct tape. Yeah, and then you just you slide yeah. the string up and down and make the X wherever you need it to be based on your sitting position. The only negative to having wooden dials is shooting sticks is that there's nothing that grabs a hold of the form of the gun. It slides a little bit. Well, and they don't collapse. I and like, they don't I love collapse. that collapsible feature. Right. You know, my, mine are Remington collapsibles and they're made out of aluminum and they're pretty stiff. I mean, it, it, even when I was in Texas, I was able to bury that in the ground and it, God, it sure helps out a lot. I mean, you can't, stress to people that you're trying to teach how to turkey hunt you can't move yeah you know you just can't we were talking we we were talking about that off the air because i i have done um more guiding this year than than hunting i haven't hunted by myself and when i say guiding i'm talking friends family my my kids my wife i've been right and 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 uh 
it's it's interesting because uh, honestly, like like my wife and my daughter are stones. It's unbelievable, dude. They won't move. If you tell them not to move, they won't move. My son, 14-year-old son. Can't sit still. It can't, it can't do it. My legs hurt. My back's hurting. You know, I, I'm like, dude, you know, and, 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 you know, they always think because you don't see the turkey here at Goblin that they can move and you can't. No, can't I mean, if, if you're working that bird, you can't move. Yeah, they come in behind you, quiet, silent. And yeah. Next thing you know, they're standing right next to you. Yeah. You know, yeah, it, and a lot, and that's the thing that I was, trying to pass on the boot just because he's not gobbling and closing the gap and you you're not you know saying okay here he comes he, he may be coming he just got quiet yeah well you know? and the other thing That's is what he's supposed to do and people yeah. that happened to us the last day but we ran out of time and i'll get to that story in a Go minute ahead. but it was a great lesson for ron and that he got to know that hey just because he's not oh, yeah. doesn't mean he ain't coming right well you know? people don't understand too they're equipped with an uncanny set of peepers they can see Almost ten times better than we can, and they have a three hundred twenty degree field of vision. So, and you got to remember that three hundred twenty degree field of vision is three hundred twenty degrees all the way around, yep. right? Except for the back of his head. And it's like us looking through a pair of eight or ten power binoculars. There mm-hmm. you go. That's you how that. good their eyes are. So imagine you in the woods and you're trying to detect any movement. That's kind of what you can see. So, just a little tip there. Yeah, yeah. For those people that hunt with us, I stress. When we say don't move, we really mean that. <laughs> yeah. It's not get up and get comfortable yeah. and move to the right spot. It's yeah. like, here he comes, don't move. Yeah, I, I was hunting with my father-in-law <laughs> who can't sit still. Can't. It's impossible. You know, and I had a bird at like 100 yards. Yep. You know, it wasn't, it, it was it was 100 yards and, and my father-in-law's sitting next to me. So right. these, uh, these. Anyway, he gets up to, to pee. Ahead. I'm like, what are you doing? Well, he goes, oh, he's way in the woods. He. Dude, it was over. I mean, I'm like going, you know, you, you can't do that. No, Just yeah. hold it. Blow. <laughs> and that's what the, all these tools we're talking about. Yeah. They're all tools designed to make you comfortable so you can sit still and be undetected. Yeah. Well, the you know. The blind keeps them from seeing movement. Can, can I throw one more in there? Yeah. And you and I are, are adamant about this, and I know Kirk, you are too, is, is a turkey seat. Yeah. And it, that was that was my next point. Yeah. Because, you know, me, I've got a... a a turkey vest that has a metal frame mm-hmm. on the back goes out the back you can lean back be comfortable it's got a pad mm-hmm. be comfortable whether your knees up or knees down buckleck creek uh, yep. creek the yep. turkey vest that i just got that you recommended because they were on sale yep. right uh doesn't have the frame going out the back you can lean back with your legs flat on the ground mm-hmm. so you can actually use it against a tree as well right turkey vests that are comfortable are critical. Absolutely. Anything that can keep you from having to That's move right. yep. and to be comfortable is key to turkey hunting. Absolutely. That's right. The yep. shooting sticks idea, you know where that came from? Uh-uh. My buddy Mike Colonna, the uh, really? blooded Navajo Indian, when I used to go out and hunt, and I still do, Navajo Indian Reservation, he would just find two sticks out in the middle of nowhere, tie a string around them, and that was his shooting sticks, When we were, whether we were coyote hunting, elk hunting, mule deer hunting, it didn't matter. He would just find a couple sticks in the woods up in the high desert, and that would be his shooting sticks. All right, folks, when we come back, we'll talk more about Missouri turkey hunting right here on the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. As a turkey hunter, we've all been there. You're on your eighth day of hunting the same gobbler, and every morning he's made you look silly. Your kids think you've lost your mind. Your wife's beginning to wonder if you're really turkey hunting. You keep telling yourself this morning will be different. Conditions are perfect. 45 degrees, very little wind. 
and there was no moon. As you sit in the dark, your eyes get heavy. With your eyes closed, the whippoorwills keep you awake. And just before the sun rises, the familiar song of the Cardinal catches your attention because you know it won't be long until the game begins. You've decided this morning to be quiet. Just let him gobble on the roost. Just after daybreak, he does just that. You know it's him because his gobble is way too familiar. It's all you can do not to call back. You hear him fly down, and then you hear the hen start to call. You make one soft call and get the gun ready. First you see a hen, then all you see is a swinging beard. He comes into view, and you fold him up. This morning, you guessed right. What a cool feeling. The folks at Hunt Life, they know how you feel. Because at Hunt Life, they know it's all about the outdoors experience. Visit them at HuntLife.com. You want to get really close to critters this fall? Then you'll have to try all-new Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak. Six layers of detail give it great depth of feel. Twelve years of research give it unequal, effective design. Together, they represent the most dramatic, high-tech leap in the history of camo. Check it out in stores or online at mossyoak.com. Breakup Infinity from Mossy Oak, America's number one camo pattern just got better. We know the future of hunting depends on our nation's youth. But did you know that in many states, it's illegal for you to take your son or daughter hunting until the age of 12 or even older? As a result, we have fewer young hunters, and the Families of Field program is designed to eliminate those barriers. Hunting is safe, and the safest hunters of field are young people with adult mentors. Visit our website at familiesoffield.org to find out how you can bring more families afield. And now, back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show, and uh, we're talking a little bit of Missouri turkey hunting, and and uh, talked about day one where you know we had the lesson yeah. that the farmhand tried to be John Wayne, real quick draw, doesn't work. Day two, it was just me and me and Ron, and uh, we went back to the river bottom where these turkeys had flown down, and we kind of got you know spent the time that first afternoon and built a little blind got set up the next day dark and actually didn't see him fly down this time they actually flew down into the woods and then had him come out and it was pretty cool and that the first gobbler that comes out we're like he is coming mm-hmm. and he comes out there and he goes full strut we got the hens coming to us did you have decoys out I'm just no. curious no okay you, you okay. know i'm not a fan of decoys i'm not either so and okay. uh so i just you know it's pretty cool and that we think it's happening just mm-hmm. got to be patient. We can see them. And the wind's blowing. It's a little rain. Give you an example. When it's windy and rain, you think they're not gobbling. We had a gobbler 100 yards away in nothing between us and him. He's in a little river bottom pasture, and he gobbles twice. Couldn't hear him. Oh, in, yeah. In the rain. Uh, rain and wind. Yeah. Couldn't hear All him. All you see is a head. All you see him is straight neck. Right. So, I mean, that's a perfect example. People, boy, they just don't gobble when it's windy and rain. No, hey, wait a minute, they do. Yeah. You just ain't hearing it. Yep. Yeah, that's it. So, gobbler's coming in behind the hens, and all of a sudden a second gobbler pops out kind of behind him, and we're like, "Uh uh-oh, we're going to see two of them join up, because we saw three of them here, day four. The first one had come out, turned around, and ran the second one off. Mm Mm-hmm. They weren't buddies anymore. (laughs) And that's kind of what happens in the progression of, you know, turkey hunting. You know, they're buddies, and then, you know, when it comes to breeding, they're like, hey, this is my area, my territory. He runs that second one off. 
And the first one milled around for a bit, but then the hens carried them off. Because one of the hens got to our blind. Remember I talked about a little tip with these little pop-up blinds because they got the fabric? Mm-hmm. Right. Hen came to about 25 yards, and the gobbler was right behind him on his way. You know, But he had run the one gobbler off, and so he was kind of a little bit behind. The wind was flapping that blind, and the turkey didn't like the hen. And she turned around and said, uh uh-uh, this ain't cool. <laughs> but if you can, if it is windy, prop some natural debris around those little fence blinds so, so that they don't flap. Yeah, so it doesn't pop around. Yep, yeah. so it doesn't flap. But anyway, that, that one eased off. The other one finally came back, the other one. But the hens that had spooked had drifted off and then pulled him away. Later in the morning, we got on three other gobblers gobbling their brains out. Where they're coming. I mean, it's, you know. Guns are up, calls are down. Right. You know, one of them deals, they're coming. And we see a flash to our left, and it wasn't a deer, it was a coyote. Oh, a bummer. Yep. See, you, you just, you, you must have touched me or something before you left because I've just, that's, uh, everything that can go wrong turkey hunting this year has gone wrong for me, so I, I apologize. We saw three, three coyotes <laughs> on this trip. Uh, this first one got between us and the gobblers, and poor coyote had to pay the price. Uh huh. The uh the second the third one that we saw first one we saw just riding around but the third one right actually first light turkeys are gobbling on the roost is going through a field and headed right towards them I'll be daggum he is hunting them so we had talked with Dave Edwards biologist from Westerbelt about you know coyotes impact on turkeys I believe wow. they have had an impact on turkey hunt no great question. hunt though great hunt yeah and the third day we had four and uh didn't happen. You know, but yep. man, what a great trip! And thank you, to Ron. He's a great guy and uh, was a great host. Thank you, Jody, his wife and his kids. Wonderful. And Missouri is a beautiful place, folks. And like I said before, if you get a chance to go there, go there. But go the second week of turkey season mm-hmm. where you're allowed to go. Thanks for listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. We'll talk to you same time, same place next week. Thank you for listening to the Hunt Life Outdoor Show. Be sure to check out the very latest in the hunt life by logging on to huntlife.com. The Hunt Life Outdoor Show is a product of Hunt Life Productions. Copyright 2011.